Perfect. All right. So welcome, everybody. This is episode number six, I believe, and part two of um, the empath episode with Monique. Like what it what it means to be an empath and what exactly um, is an empath? And do we relate to some of these things? That's 13 um, reasons or signs that you might be an empath. So we did, we covered four out of 13 <laughs> uh, last time. So let's see how well we do this time. Yes. Um, so we are number five. Um, so number five says people turn to you for advice. So with such insight, empaths are frequently sought out by their friend for advice, support, and encouragement. It helps that empaths also tend to be good listeners and will often patiently wait for someone to say what they need to say and then respond from the heart. Um, and if it sounds like you, you probably know that it can be hard at times too. People don't always realize how much of your energy it takes for you to be the listener and advice giver, and some people just take it for granted. So, Monique, tell me about your experiences because I'm sure people have turned to you for for advice as well. Yes, um, definitely. I find that I think this has a lot to do with um, people trusting us, especially, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that like uh, we, I'm. I consider myself a really loyal friend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a lot of people, um, you know, not like in an emergency case, you know, but like if somebody has something on their mind, like, you know, um, they have reached out to me and um, I've been through stuff that specific friends have also been through mm-hmm. um, that it's like their first time going through things. So they reach out to me. Um, and I think too, when it comes to like motherhood too, people have reached out to me for like, And I think you probably, you know, um, have had that happen to you before too. Like mothers seeking mothers. It's just like, no one understands like, like a mother does, you know what I mean? Um, And it could be hard for a mom to ask for help. I think in some cases or many cases. Um, But yeah, I've had friends like confide in me and sometimes it is hard um, to be that listening ear. Yeah. And, um, and that's why I feel like for me, I know last time we touched upon social media, but for me, my, um, in particular, my Instagram account has been very, has been like a way for me to gain like higher knowledge of like psychology and, um, like self-improvement, um, and all things like healing, like to heal ourselves. And I think one really important thing that I have come across recently that I think is like so powerful is that as a friend to be able to like ask your friend extend like hey is it okay um for me to be able to put this on you put this on you right now or do you have like the energy and time for me to Mm -hmm. vent out or you know ask you for this advice because we also have to um be aware of that emotional weight that we are also sharing with other people um and I find that that's something that's like kind of a new thing. I mean, I hadn't heard of it before. <laughs> I don't know about you, but um, definitely that was one of those things that um, it's it's nice. It's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Like, 
I should do that now when I'm asking people for advice or like, I want to reach out, like be clear. Like, I just, I want to say all this stuff, but can you just, do you have the energy to be a listening ear Mm -hmm. or do you have the energy to give me advice? You kind of like be clear, I guess, on like what it is that, um, you would like help in and obviously making sure that that person um, has the energy and time at the, at the moment, you know, in their own, you know, emotional like landscape or whatever's going on in their life at the time. Um, Right. But definitely um, when it's happened to me, like when people ask me, I'm not like rolling my eyes, like, I don't want to help them, you know, like, no, Mm -hmm. like, of course, like that, I'm super willing to hear people out because I feel like when you help someone else out, it's like you're making a difference in that person's life, no matter how small, you know, the issue may be. Um, And I think when someone reaches out to you for help, that kind of, it takes a lot for somebody to ask for help, you know? And um, naturally, like as I'm a caregiving person, like Mm -hmm. I don't hesitate. so yeah, that's kind of like, kind of went on like a little tangent there. Yeah, no, no I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. So with me growing up, I had a hard time setting those expectations because for some reason I was the one that my, um, my siblings actually came for, came to for advice uh-huh. and friends as well. And, um, I, I'm saying I'm a loyal friend. And if you tell me something, I will not repeat it. Like, that's just a given mm-hmm. for me. Yes. Um, but at the same time, like, it can be, it can be a lot if you're not, if you're not in that space. So I did have to learn as an adult to set some boundaries. And the yes. last couple of years, I feel like I've been better at it, but I, I do have some, some boundaries that I just, you cannot, you cannot cross or I have them there for a reason. So I won't feel depleted or so I won't feel uncomfortable in any way. So nobody actually thinking about it, nobody has ever asked me if I was in that space or if I was ready to have a listening ear they just assumed that I was right. always ready right and I feel like that's just kind of how things are now you know yeah and at times yeah. like holy crap like no I wasn't ready like, yeah I need five drinks now like, I know. yeah <laughs> right or I need to go spend five hours yes. alone <laughs> yes uh, but at the same time you're not gonna be like wait shut up like I can't yes like, I just can't yes. hear you exactly I feel that you know like it's like, okay, if they came to me, they came to me for a reason. Like right. they, they probably don't have a, a second option or so anybody else. So right. I'm, I'm not going to be the person and turn them away and to not validate their feelings and their emotions when I know. And I think I do that because of me, because I know that as sad as it sounds, like nobody really validates my feelings and emotions. And I know how that feels like. So I don't want yes. to feel the same way. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess um, I'll figure it out. But yeah, okay, you're spilling this out. So I I will clear out my next 30 to 45 minutes for you. Yes. Um, and it's, yeah. It's but, funny that you said all this stuff because it was like what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But like I had to get through like the first layer of the first thoughts that came to my head. And then like I was like, okay, I've been talking too much. 
<laughs> but yeah, like everything you said, like is how I was also feeling, but you put it into words perfectly too. So I would definitely agree with you too on, um, you're going to hear, hear people out because I think the fact that people come to us is because they, they we look like we have it all together, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we're only human. <laughs> What is anybody doing? That's the question. Right? Does anybody have it together? Like, we're certainly oh, dumb. I love that, that we look like we have it together. <laughs> oh, sorry. That just hit me like to the core. <laughs> By the way, people who are coming to us for advice and hear this and know that we're yes. laughing, like, just know that we don't have it together. But yeah. one, one day at a time, you know? Yes. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was number five. Number yeah. six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to tragic or violent events on TV can completely incapitate you. Incompa- wait, incom- <laughs> maybe I read it wrong. Incapacitate. Okay. We're not okay. taking off people's heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I could read sometimes. <laughs> You're doing so good, Susie. Yes. <laughs> so it says, if you're an empath, it doesn't matter that a horrible event isn't happening to you. You still feel it through your entire being. You may seem to live through the pain or loss of the event yourself. Even if you're thousands of miles away, or indeed, even if it's a fictional event in a show, this reaction can be completely overwhelming at times. Empaths like HSPs, which is highly sensitive people, may not do well watching violence or human tragedy, even if it's a movie that others find gripping. So this one, oh God, especially when it said fictional events. Yes. So I don't know if you've ever watched any anime. <laughs> I've watched this anime called Naruto. If you've heard okay. of it. I have. You have. Okay. Yeah. So that got me. Like I was bawling. <laughs> but <laughs> there's just like a oh. message behind Naruto. Like, you know, there's all kinds of messages. But right. Like when it said fictional things, like immediately went to Naruto. It's like he's just so amazing and he went through so much and he's overcame everything. <laughs> yes. Uh anyway, so I definitely cried through through that. But also like it said, living through things that you aren't experiencing but when someone shares something or if I hear it or or watch it like I I am literally in their shoes and I think this is one of the reasons why I have my guard up and my walls up so high yes can't watch people cry like I cannot and sometimes people feel like I'm very distant or they may think that I'm cold but Mm -hmm. it's quite the opposite like I cannot handle your pain because they feel it and I'm just not one to or have ever been one to cry in front of people but that's just you know my own issues Um, (laughs) you know everybody has issues that's one of mine um yeah (laughs) and that's that's just that's just it for me and it's it's literally the opposite because I feel to a, a whole different level to my core that I will sit there and feel with you and cry. And I, I, I can't allow myself to do that um, in front of people. 
and that's yeah that's just how I how I do it but um yeah especially I don't know if it has to do with anything of of my sign being a Capricorn or whatever but people people may look at Capricorns a certain way and be like they're so rigid or they're just this and just out for they're just goal-oriented and whatever and they only think about success not other people but it it is not entirely true right and I think I'm just for me like I always felt like I was misunderstood most of my life and still today but you know that's why I have an, a podcast <laughs> yeah perfect yes <laughs> thank you for having this <laughs> so tell me about your experience of watching violent things on tv or not even like living it but also experiencing it yeah so this is like a really big one for me um I know in the first episode we had I talked about how um at certain times of my life I've had to like turn the tv off and everything Mm -hmm. um and disconnect and it's true um and I don't do it I like to be informed and there's a lot of really horrible things going on in our world and if I see it um like, I want to know what's going on. And it it is really heartbreaking for me to actually watch things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have done my best to, like, when, when I, like, for instance, like, things that have been happening re- recently in the world, um, like the whole Black Lives Matter movement, which I am totally in support of. Um, I've been, you know, active on my social media with like bringing awareness to that mm-hmm. because it's to me at the end of the day, like race is a social construct, which is basically like it's a made up thing, mm-hmm. but right. we create it, we see it as real. So it becomes real and we treat it as a real thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people's lives are being taken, you know, and people are being treated differently. Um, and so at the end of the day, like, I see like humanity as like one. So when I see anyone suffering to me, it's like so painful. And this is, I think this part is like where you and I are a little bit different and there's nothing wrong with that. But like when I see somebody crying, like I automatically start crying with them. And it's interesting as a kid, I was always called and made fun of. um, I was actually called a crybaby because I was always crying. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things that like, I grew up feeling ashamed of being mm-hmm. so sensitive because I was called a crybaby as a kid um, when I was like picked on. But now I kind of like, I have changed. Like I've changed with, like the way I see myself in that point. I mm-hmm. feel like I was just really sensitive and it was something that the kids around me, obviously, you know, kids are kids. Right. It wasn't yeah, in the way, like, you know, the cultural ideas around, you know, weakness and everything. Um, it's like, especially growing up in like the nineties, I think like, you know, I think the ideals, like the mainstream ideals of like how a kid should be is just like tough, you know, even if you're a girl, like, Uh you know, um, but I've always been really sensitive and like anytime in movies, like if an old person were to pass, I'm like crying my eyes out. If a dog were to pass, I'm crying my eyes out. If anybody dies in a movie, I'm like crying. Um, I'm a sucker for movies. Um, And I'm also a sucker for like, obviously like in real life, like outside of like what's fictional, like nonfiction, like what's really happening in the world, like world events. Yes. Um, Like, I don't know if you remember and it's really sad to bring this up, but 
like I remember the footage that was shown of um, like the, the bombings in Syria and all the, you know, it was just really sad. I don't even want to go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but if the listeners like know what I'm talking about, um, it's just really sad images of like real life things of like, you know, children, you know, oops, sorry about that. Um, you know, yeah, like dying and, you know, it happens and it's awful in the world and it shouldn't happen. I'm, that's why I don't, I've understood war ever since I was a child. I've never understood war mm-hmm. and I never have agreed with it. Yeah. And it's just for me. So sorry. <laughs> it's my phone. Um, yes. Like it's, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why people like are just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just for me, yeah. it's like, if it was like, that's why I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like to me, like for instance, like space exploration as a priority, I think that's great. You know, explore, you know, space, you know, rocket ships, you know, the whole space, mm-hmm. you know, race to space and technology and the global landscape. Like, I'm just like, can we use the money better for like, you know, food insecurity around the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, why are we trying to like leave, and, you know, like that's great and all, but I just feel like there's, I guess it's just the way things are prioritized that I don't agree with, but it's at the end of the day, like I'm super sensitive to things that are happening, you know, yeah, around the world in general. And I'm a huge, uh, to this day, I'm a huge crybaby, but I feel like I've toughened up in a sense, like we're like, it takes a lot for someone to make me cry like because they're being like rude or mean or something but um when it comes to like like seeing other people in pain or mm-hmm. suffering like that like I'm still like a huge um empath very sensitive in that area right absolutely yeah you you brought up like five different topics and this one <laughs> I know my gosh I'm like I think we're back to 10 minutes per question or per point <laughs> like oh my god I have so much to say about everything you said but I just don't know where to start <laughs> it's okay uh um but yeah it's um it's crazy just to think about like if we zoom out of the world and how we're just like this small little speck yes and at the end of the day, like I always think, like at the end of the day, whatever I do, like doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, I matter significantly, which is, yes, I don't know, it's just kind of those like uh, head spinny things that you just like sit with all day and like question everything but (laughs) no I I completely agree (laughs) it it can be overwhelming at times especially because we're sensitive to people's energy to people's feelings not just people that are literally next to us but across the world the world events and just you know questioning everything like why why is it this way and why can't we do something about it and and just i don't i don't think people feel the way that obviously we feel but i always question like if they do like would things change 
Like, if they could, like, literally feel what I feel, would they understand? Because as human beings, like, all we want is to be loved and accepted and to have a connection and to be seen as who we are for our entirety. So, you know, like, if we have these these conversations with people, will they understand? Yeah, I think I like that how you put that put it that way where you said like if they were to feel exactly how we're feeling would they change their mind or would they see things differently and I do feel like it has a lot to do with how people interpret reality or how people like manage their feelings or you know how the each person individually operates um Mm -hmm. I think we just happen to be very different because there's been times where I get really heated up or like emotional with my family, like discuss certain people discussing things like world events that I find unfair and unjust. And they're kind of like, well, why are you getting so, they tell me like, why are you getting so worked up about it? Like, it's not going to make a difference whether you're upset or not, or you're saying this or that it's not going to change things. The world is the way the world is and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I'm like, but that's the thing. Nobody says anything, but like they still, people don't like change. Like some people are just don't, some people view the world the way they're going to view the world and they might not be open Mm -hmm. to having an open mind I guess (laughs) right that's my thing like when when somebody says it is it's just the way it is it's just what it is I have a problem yes because it's like it obviously started somewhere right okay like it hasn't always been like this so why did it start it you know, let's ask those questions. And why are you still following just because it's convenient for you? Because you don't want to put that energy into having that thought or even more energy in actually doing something about it. Like things could always be different. Things could always change. Agree, yeah. And yeah, it might not make a huge difference if one person's getting heated. But if that one person has enough passion to have a conversation with other people and they trigger something in them it's a ripple effect right you know it eventually can be something great and it just takes that little small little seed um to say enough is enough let's change this up or hey why are we okay with things not being okay like why right like is this really the life you want to live and if so, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, I actually want to make something of my life. I want to have meaning attached to it. I want to leave a legacy. I want to change people's lives for the better. Like, I don't want to be this negative, toxic kind of person or energy that just brings everyone down when I have the choice to make it different, no matter what happened in my life, whether it be good or bad, like I have the choice to do that. And yeah, it may be harder to do something good or make a change, but I think it's worthwhile than the state of the world we're we're in. Exactly. Yes, I agree with you. It's it's just it's bizarre how, you know, it's there's a lot of, you know, polarity. Mm-hmm. It's, ugh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> right. So that's that's my tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I just get so so angry and I was questioned like am I the only one getting angry like why isn't anybody else getting angry about this? Right. Um 
but anyway <laughs> that, was, that was number six yeah. um there's the things that you brought up on number six like there's more things I want to talk about I just I'm not ready to talk about especially when you said BLM right like so my son is part black and of late like things have been popping up conversations and whatnot and I honestly didn't put too much thought into it but the first time I remember thinking about it was when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and just the thought of like what is my child gonna look like um I hope he looks like his father but at the same time is he gonna be a victim of a hate crime right is not something a mother wants to think about right so somebody asked me I think it was last summer when everything was going down like um are you planning on having that conversation with him and I was like what what conversation (laughs) like what are you you know what am I supposed to tell him be fearful for your life like you know so that's just like that's just like another another thing, but uh, that I feel like I have been silent on that topic, especially in social media, because I have so many thoughts. Right. I have so many feelings that I, I don't know if I could go there right now, but all I can do is be present to be a great mother and protect my child as best as I can. And just, I don't know, like, what else can I do? You know, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Like, this is a world that he has to grow up in. Mm-hmm. But I honestly didn't learn about racism until I went to school. Right. Yeah. And like you said before, like, it's a race thing is, is not, a, it wasn't a thing. Like, it's, it's a made up thing that people chose to believe as reality like same thing like when you fill out forms and it says what's your ethnicity and what's your race it's like that has nothing to do with it like you should never ask your race you should you could ask about ethnicity that's one thing like your culture but the color my color what is my color does that really matter what my color is right you know so yeah like i said it's a (laughs) it's a whole other topic um (laughs) But so so many, so many good things under that one thing. Right. And I think it's good that you have, you know, the awareness and um, that you're thinking about it, you know, and when you're ready, you know, that'll be something that you can, you know, dive into when you're ready, definitely. Right. I just feel like that's going to be a very emotional day, especially because I do want to talk about it to people publicly and just share my side of things, my point of view. And it's just anytime it has to do with your child, yeah. like, your, your heart is attached to that. Like that is your child. Yes. I and yeah. it's just, it's like, that was never my reality when it came to racism. Like my reality was people said things that I was like, okay, I don't really take offense to that because I do like beans. Yeah. So when you call me beaner i'm like i agree with that yeah yes but when it's something like oh your life may be at danger is nothing that i ever experienced right and then i automatically put myself in other mother's shoes that have grown up because you know 
they're, they're black. So it's like, this is my life and my kids are going to be black, obviously. So I have known about this my whole life. And this is something we know. And this is something we, we teach our kids and, you know, how to be safe and all this stuff. And it's like, this is all new to me. Yeah. And how, and then it's just so devastating. Like they've, they've, they have to live that. Right. You know, as a mother. Yeah. As a father, like they've lived that. And you, you just want to erase that. You want to erase all that hate and all that. Just all of it. Like, can it just be rainbows and butterflies, please? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, this took a turn. Right. <laughs> this is what it's about, having these conversations. Yes, definitely. Um, so number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to happier things, um, puppies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't contain your love of pets, animals, or babies. Yes. <laughs> tell tell me more. Okay. That's funny. Um, yeah, so I've always like loved kids and um I don't know if it's like since I became a mom, I was just more aware of it. But like before COVID, you know, the pandemic, um, and we were like able to be around our family without, you know, having to worry about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of like my boyfriend's family, a lot of his cousins were having babies at the same time like I was or after, you know, I already had Nico. And it was just so interesting how I just started noticing that like babies just like would stare at me and like their eyes would follow me like at family parties and I'm like okay I was like what are these seeing <laughs> like, and it's like obviously like I'm looking at them because they're so cute you know and I want to like hold them and I would hold them but it was just like after like you know like I gave them back to you know the mom or or you know somebody else at Thea or the grandma you know and then like the baby would still be just like following me around with their eyes yeah you have a good energy and a good color aura so i read that babies could see your aura oh i don't i wouldn't doubt that yeah so like that's why they're attracted to like people with like good colors like oh that's a fun yeah (laughs) or because they they could sense things you know like they could sense like if somebody's like i don't know i wouldn't say like a bad person but just like they have some some shit yeah (laughs) they have some abilities and so babies are like i feel weird around this yeah (laughs) so yeah like same thing with the dogs and babies like i feel like we could learn a thing or two about them because they're not like as much as they don't know what we know they know the simple things that we forget right at times i completely agree you know, like people's energy, especially with dogs, like you need to look at dogs. If a dog feels weird about a person, it's like, I don't trust that person. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's something off about this person, especially if my dog that's super friendly all the time is being weird around you. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I don't trust you. <laughs> Red flag. My dog's alerting. Red flag. <laughs> oh shoot that's so funny um yes I have a I I mean we just have one well actually we have two pets right now we have a dog um Augie he's a terrier and um, we have a bearded dragon a reptile um <laughs> and reptiles are very interesting um I'm really busy with the kids during the day so I don't handle her as much but she just loves chilling like she's a reptile that like needs um the sun for 
for UVA and UVB radiation and like basically they enjoy like heat so like they'll like they'll cuddle on you like I've had her fall asleep on me it's like super cute so it's just like it's like weird to think of that it's like a little dragon that you have <laughs> it's really cool um but ultimately my goal is to have like another dog and like I want like birds um just last weekend we went to our cousin's house a little a little just a little hangout um and they had birds and oh my god like I hadn't held a bird in years and I was just like I think it was maybe like the drinks I had already <laughs> but I was like oh my gosh can I please you know try to hold your bird and he's like um he's a biter I was like it's okay <laughs> I don't know what I was I thinking. Signed up for it. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but like I, I managed to like grab the bird, and he's like he bites really hard, and he actually <laughs> he was like biting me, but it wasn't hurting. It was just kind of like I think it was just like warning, like okay, like trying to get me to let let it go, but it didn't hurt. So I was just like petting it and you know chilling with the bird, and I was like talking to them. I was like I can't wait till I have some of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I love, I just love like animals in general. Yeah. And I just know that like farm animals are like a huge responsibility. <laughs> I don't think I can handle yeah. the big animals. <laughs> the way I see it, like the bigger the animal, the bigger the shit. <laughs> so I'm like, no. <laughs> like that's a lot of shit. Because <laughs> I'm a clean person too. So it's like, I know what I can handle. I can handle like yeah. small dog, you know, feces, you know, small reptile feces, bird feces. <laughs> But a Great Dane? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, I don't know how we yeah. got on that topic. Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about dog shit. Um, that we love animals and animals love us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk to, I talk to animals like, I don't care who's around. Yes. I'm like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Yes. <laughs> so yesterday, um, we went to old slow port i'm saying it wrong but <laughs> port st louis the, yeah port yes. st louis i'm like there's a port and slow in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we always go to the dog beach which is right there yeah. and oh my god that's like heaven on earth yes all the dogs just like running around and living their best life is just melts my heart and then my dog just loves it like she's just like like it's just the best day of her life every single time <laughs> every single time um but i had calvin and my nephews in town so it was my brother and my nephew and we went to see the seals so i was like let's go see the seals so we saw them and then there was a sea otter there too. oh my god that's my favorite animal in the whole wide world oh my god so i think it's all my stories but if it's not i'll send you the little video of the sea otter yes but it's uh, like I had to, I was holding my dog with one hand. I was holding our leftover lunch <laughs> with our other hand. Calvin's walking in front of me and I saw the sea otter and I dropped everything. I was like, stop. I have to record this. <laughs> like, I just, everybody stop. <laughs> like, I'm recording this. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. It's like, I, I haven't seen a sea otter since like I went to the aquarium in Monterey like a long time ago. Right. But it was just, it was just so cute. And I was like, I think I'm going to cry right now. (laughs) Yeah, they're the best. I love sea otters. I love Uh, them so much. (laughs) 
So, yeah, any animals that I, I just want to, like, I want to ask him, like, what's your name? <laughs> hey. <laughs> do you want to be my friend? Yes. Like, do you want to be a friend? <laughs> I will be a friend. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm at the park and Kellen's, like, playing around and I just, like, I just need to sit down. Like, I sit on the grass, like, Indian style. Yeah. Like, like a kid. I'm just, like, sitting on the grass. Like, is it, if there's sun, like, I'm so, trying to soak it in. And if there's like birds around me, I'm like, oh my god, you're a bird! You're a bird! <laughs> <laughs> like I know you, you're aware of it, but did you know you're a bird? <laughs> I love it. That's so weird. <laughs> Girl, I'm the same. We go to our backyard, and I'm like, oh, there's a bird, and then I'm, I just like I whistle back at them, <laughs> and then I always we, see we a get crow. Each other, right? <laughs> Me too. I see crows. I see everywhere. crows, and it's like they're so intriguing to me. I think ever since they're so smart. Yeah, they're really smart, and I think it just depends on what culture you um you look at. But mm-hmm. some cultures view them as like a positive thing, and other cultures view them as negative. So it just kind of depends mm-hmm. on like I guess whatever vibe you feel from them. Um, but lately, I've been seeing a lot, and like I'm just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get like I. I'm just like, hey, Mr. Crow. <laughs> What's on your itinerary for the day? <laughs> you see that you know, you remember it's Thursday, trash day. <laughs> so you had that on your planner, Mr. Crow. <laughs> I love the crows. Uh, me too. I, I don't know. I see them as positive just because they're so smart. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I see you looking at me, <laughs> but do you see me looking at you? With your little beady eyes. <laughs> oh, yes. These are all the thoughts that are happening in my head while I'm looking at birds. Yes. No, I, I, I have to agree. That's me, too. Yeah. I even no, talked to my we're... plants. Oh, for sure. Like, I just got some new plants. So, I've never been a plant person or a flower person because I felt like I would always kill him but I didn't know what I was doing anyway so I started small yeah with and then now I have like four plants I just got a snake plant Ooh, I love that. so excited about yes. but I was talking to my other plant like hey you you look a little sad <laughs> do, you, do you need anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like, do, do you need more sun? I feel like this is the perfect amount, but I don't know. <laughs> you seem to be saying otherwise. <laughs> like, there's a little brown spot on you. Does that mean water or sun? Or do you just want my oxygen? I don't know. Can you just write me the list of things you need? <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, I, I have some plants now. I started small, too, just like you. Um, and my mom really inspired me. My mom's, like, a huge, like, she's got a major green thumb um and she's always learning like she's always on youtube and she has like plant books and and she's like she has like orchids in the backyard i'm like dang woman how do you keep an orchid alive like wow right yeah um yeah and so i i mean i have some plants here at home and i i talk to them i actually sometimes when the kids are napping i'll i'll go on youtube and i'll be like i'll look up music for plants and i'll like put a playlist on for them if i'm like busy cleaning i'm like this is for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this song goes out to my plants. Yes. and i like i actually do like if, especially if they have like really um velvety or like um 
smooth leaves like I I go one by one and I dust them every like week or so like I I wipe them clean and I'm like you're so beautiful no, I was just noticing that like there's dust on my plant. I was like, how'd you get dust? I was like, oh my gosh, it's my dead skin cells. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me get them off of you. <laughs> Let me clean up. Yeah. yeah. So any, yeah. <laughs> Anything that's living, it's just, oh, we, we love. <laughs> right. So I read something the other day about, oh my God, I'm probably going to butcher it. Um, no, I'm going to butcher it. But basically. <laughs> Like how we have plants and, but it's like, well, what if like we're feeding, like when we die, like they eat us, like we consume plants and eat plants. I don't know, like lettuce or whatever. (laughs) But when we die, we go on the earth and we're basically feeding the plants. Right. Which is like, uh, you know, a whole circle thing. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The Lion King. (laughs) <laughs> circle of life. it's crazy like it is true um and I think that's why people I think another, another tangent <laughs> people who like eat plant-based is because like certain foods like plants they just have a higher vibration and it's yeah. better for your body and you know they help you know they help your energy levels be yeah. higher too so oh gosh we can go in, I can go into a huge oh conversation God, so on that <laughs> alone <laughs> Should we move yes. on? To number eight? number what? What are we on? Number eight. Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says you might feel people's physical illness too, not just their emotions. Have you ever felt that? Um, you know, I I don't think I have. I think for me, like I've definitely smelled, like their breath, <laughs> like it just smells like they're sick. Okay, got you. Yeah, but not like. Oh my god! Like your left kidney hurts, my left yeah, kidney hurts too. I, yeah, but I'm pretty sure. But people, their breath. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, you're sick or you're getting sick. Really, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, not so much now because you know COVID and six feet apart and masks. Yeah. But like, I could, like, I could. I don't know. There's something the smell about sickness that I could. Smell. That's so interesting. Have you looked into that? Like. I have Ooh. not, but I will be looking into it. Yeah, that sounds so intriguing. Um, I just feel, I don't know, because I I have really bad vision. Like, I have astigmatism in my right eye. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I have bad vision, like, my other senses are heightened. Oh, like, yeah. my, my hearing is really, really good. Ooh, cool. And I think, but at the same time, like, I take all the noises in and I get overstimulated. Yeah. Um, especially when it's in an uh, area that I'm not familiar with, like I'm on high alert yeah. and it's kind of like, like I literally, I'm a part of every conversation and just get a little overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm in a new situation with new people and I just need to be alert. Yeah. Uh, but also my smell sometimes as well. I, not all the time, but sometimes, um, but it's weird. Yeah. But mostly like my hearing, I think like. Anytime someone says my name, even if it's across the room, I could hear. Yeah. And I'm like, what did you say? And they're like, how did you hear yeah. me? <laughs> I have bionic ears. I was like, oh, I have a superpower. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, but not, not really like physical. I don't feel it like that. But anyway, so I guess we were done with eight. We could go to nine. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, says you can become overwhelmed in intimate relationships. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that is pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is very, like, I think it's almost like, well, I guess not, I guess universal love. Man, love is love is love. Love is love. <laughs> is that the definition? It can be all consuming. <laughs> oh gosh yeah i i would have to agree with that one definitely for me and um yeah like i feel like one of the lessons like in in my life like i kind of see my life as like from the in the big scheme of things i'm like okay i know i intuitively i feel like you know we're given lessons in life to learn and i feel like in this life like for sure one of mine is to learn because i'm such a, a giving person I'm so good at like showering others with love I feel like the lesson for Mm -hmm. me to learn is to love myself in the same way right Right? so I feel like in that sense yes um I guess romantic relationships for me they can get a little overwhelming when things Mm -hmm. like um, are not going so well um I think I don't know I feel like that can apply to anyone really but I feel like especially as me as a water sign and as a cancer sign um yeah, I would have to say yes. So I'm going to say a little bit of what this says because I feel like it, it just explains it. So it says relationships can be challenging for everyone, but imagine how much bigger those challenges are when you can sense every little mood, irritation, or yes, even lie from your partner. And positive emotions can also become overwhelming as if the relationship may engulf you. So, as we were saying, like, yeah, that could be true for everybody, but I feel like for empaths, I definitely can sense every little shift in mood. Yes. Like, every little one. And immediately I'm like, what? How, how can I make it better? Um, you know, like, what's going on? And even with a lie, like I could just tell, <laughs> like, just yeah. don't lie to me because I'm going to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Like, uh, even if the truth is not pretty, if it's ugly, I rather the truth than a lie. I agree. Yes. No matter if it's a white lie, like even white lies, like why? Like if it's supposed to be like a little innocent thing, like why even say it then? If it's innocent, then it could be the opposite as well like don't don't even do it yeah (laughs) but for my past relationships I have been engulfed in the relationship where I feel everything that they feel and I feel like it's my responsibility for some reason to change their mood to make them happy for some like not anymore obviously but I used to think that they're sad. It's my responsibility to make, make them happy. Right. I think, yeah, and, I have to agree and it would, that I felt that way before too. Mm-hmm. And it, it cost me like a lot, like so much, so much pain. And just like, it's, it's not the way a to be in a relationship right? and B like, it's their job to make themselves happy. They're, a complete person just like we I are. I agree with that. Yes. And, and I don't I don't necessarily believe that 
we're a half of anyone. I feel like we're a whole of one person. Yes, I agree. And that we're not meant to be in relationships to complete each other, but to add value to each other's life. Yes. To just vibrate at this frequency that you're just like, oh my God, like my life is just so much better because you're in it. Not like my life is worse because I was here and now you're dragging me down, you know? So I, I've been single for a while and I've had that realization of I've definitely been dragged down and it's not because it's like, Oh my gosh, they dragged me down. But because I've been engulfed in the, in the relationship of, I felt that I had the responsibility to make the other person happy when it was not even my responsibility right? or vice versa too. Like I would be like, they, they're just not making me happy. And it's like, well, it's not their job. And it's like, especially if it's two people who are not even, who haven't even done self-work, who haven't even done these things, looking inward to see who am I? What do I want? What's the meaning of my life? What do I want in a partner? And all these questions that you're supposed to ask, um, but if no one has done the work and you're just like codependent on each other, like obviously you're not going to, you're, you're sad and you expect another sad person to make you happy. Like that's just not how it works. Um, so I've, I've definitely had to learn that the hard way, um, two times in the past 11 years because I was, I was married at 20 and divorced at 22 Mm -hmm. um immediately in another relationship like immediately didn't do any of that work that I was supposed to do I was in a six-year relationship had a son and then now I've been single for two and a half years yeah but it's like now I'm like if I just did this work (laughs) before marriage before kids or whatever like you know, you, you never know. But at the same time, like, I am not one of those people that regret my right. life. Like, I I obviously went through that for a yes. reason. And now I'm just on the other side of it. Like, I feel like I have gained so much knowledge and there's so much lessons to be yes. learned with, with that. No matter how much heartache it brought me. Like, I'm at a place where I'm at peace. And I know I know who I am. And I'm not going to apologize for who I am. And I'm not going to surround myself with people that are not like-minded or don't add value to my life because I just don't have time for that. And I don't have time to entertain people like that. Right. And, and boundaries, like boundaries are a big deal for me. Like if I say no, I mean, no. And if you're not going to respect me and if you're going to disrespect me, you will not be a part of my life. Yes. And that's just, that's it. Like, I, I mean what I say and I say what I mean and I don't play games, even though like a lot of people or I feel like a lot of women <laughs> like to play games They're like, oh, I don't want this, but secretly I want it. And it's like, no, I want this. Give it to yeah. me. <laughs> or Be I direct. don't want it. <laughs> <Be> direct. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's just um, for, for me, relationships can be overwhelming and I maybe one day I would like to be in a relationship that makes sense but I just like I have so many things on my list that they need to check off 
And I don't know if there will ever be someone who will check them off. But at the same time, like, I never know. Yeah. But I am not going to lower. I'm not going to take away any of the things I want because somebody comes my way and I'm infatuated by them. But I know deep down, like, there's some red flags here, but I don't want to be alone. So I'm just going to let it slide, even though, like, that's just a recipe for a disaster. Right. And I think it's great. Honestly, like, this whole time I'm over here, like, I'm smiling and I'm, like, jumping up and down for you. Like, that's amazing. I feel like, <laughs> like, you should be so proud of yourself. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, that's, you've overcome so much to be the, like, the strong person you are right now in this moment. Like, Nobody did that work but you. And that's, like, huge. Like, I hope you see, like, how amazing and beautiful that makes you and your energy that, like, you were able to, like, get through that and, like, heal from that. And I think that's huge. I think making this choice to heal and, like, like reflect on your own, like, role in the past, in your past and everything, I think that's, like, so strong and I think that not a lot of people do that maybe because they have so much on their plate or they don't focus on that or they kind of just like whatever but I feel like it's such a huge step to be able to be like get to a point where you understand yourself and you want to make things better you want the change to be able to create what you deserve and you start to see your own beauty and your worth and you make sure your thoughts and your future actions like reflect that worth so I think it's amazing thank you yes I appreciate that you should be so 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 proud of yourself oh my god it's amazing (laughs) and I honestly like over I'm over here like snapping like yes 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 because it's true (laughs) and it's like so much it's easy to say and sum up everything you've been through in a few minutes but it I I can feel it that that was hard it was not easy and I feel like right now me and my my partner we're doing a lot of like the healing concurrently and working mm-hmm. on a relationship at the same time um yeah and that's where we're at and um my spirituality has helped me greatly and like I mentioned earlier like a, a lot of it is just remembering like okay like at the end of the day like if I don't fill my own cup of self-love mm-hmm. like how am I going to be able to be like a happy healthy mom or happy healthy partner you know if I haven't worked on myself you know right so I'm so happy you shared that with me because I was like super duper inspiring (laughs) well thanks um I'm glad I was able to share that with you (laughs) I, I just get super passionate about when I see other people and I see them doubt their self-worth or who they are or the things that they think they can't do. I'm just like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, girl, if you only knew how much you are capable of yes. doing, like if you only knew, like, I just, I don't think women, especially women, because society has a lot to do with it. Yes. But sometimes we don't realize how amazing and powerful we can be as individuals, but even more so united. And I think that's why there's a lot of things of like separating women or like women hating on women about things when at, you know, the bottom line, like we're, we're the same. Yeah. 
like we are women and we forget our power. We forget that we could literally give birth. Yeah. Like that, like ancient times, like we were like amazing beings. We, we were seeing as super valuable because we were able to do that. But then along the way, we lost that um, ability to see ourselves as these amazing creatures. And, and now I think we're, we're suffering for, from it. And I think it's, it's time to realize, Hey, um, we're amazing. Mm -hmm. We're badass. We can literally do anything. Let me, let me go ahead and adjust your crown because it seems to have fallen. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's a difference between like having, some people are like, oh, you're, you think you're all that or you're showing off. But when you know who you are, you know who you are. Yeah. Like, there's no apologizing. There's no, do you think you're all that? It's like, as long as it comes with a bag of chips, yes, <laughs> I think I am all that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will not sit here and say, oh, I'm sorry. Is my light shining too brightly? Like, no, like maybe you should get out of the shadow yourself, girlfriend, yeah. and see what you can bring to the world. Yes, I completely agree. So <laughs> there's a couple more things, but I think it's things that we've already talked about, like being a human lie detector, like knowing someone yeah. lies, <laughs> and just being a healer, um, like we want to help people. So for me, like I became a massage therapist, and it's just something that I love doing. Um, and now I'm on... So now I'm on the road to um, being a therapist because I want to have these conversations, these hour long conversations <laughs> with people. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it just makes sense. Like, this is the type of connection that I want, but I don't want to stop there. Like, I want to speak at conferences. Yes. I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to help people. I want to be a life coach as well. It's and there's just so many things that I want to do that just starts with me finishing school. Um, but yeah. I'm so excited for you. I love hearing all this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I know you're on um, a similar path with wanting to educate the next generation. Yes. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I'm currently in school. I'm returning back to school. I got my undergraduate degree in sociology with the minors in uh, Chicanx studies. Um, and I'm returning back to school to get my teaching credential to teach elementary. So it's a multiple subject credential, elementary students. Um, and I'm also doing my master's at the same time, master's in teaching. And I'm actually currently in my master's class right now. So it's really interesting. It's based on like research methods. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really cool class because I'm getting to explore like what I want to potentially do my research on in the next year mm-hmm. or so. And focus so far for me is bilingual education and like the dual immersion mm-hmm. programs right now in elementary schools. Um, so, yeah. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. And definitely like that's just one of my mini goals. In the future, I see myself getting a PhD to teach the future teachers in a sense. Yeah. That's one of my goals. Um, I love it. I love all of it. Because originally I was doing the same thing with um, trying to get my teaching credential. Mm -hmm. But then um, last semester, last fall, 
I broke my my hand <laughs> and everything like stopped yeah. from like including school. Um, but I think for me, I took that as a sign because then I got creative and got into like the podcast and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I need to do something different. Like, I think I need to do one-on-one things with people. Um, and that's why I switched. Yeah. And, and I think that was kind of like, I don't know, a blessing disguise because I would have taken those classes that I didn't ne- necessarily need for my psychology Um pathway that I need to do so so yeah um but I I think that's amazing I can totally see you getting your PhD and teaching the teachers I would love to see that and I think you would do amazing things I'm very excited for you and your future and and everything and all the people you're gonna help because I know you're gonna help so many people thank you you too I know you will it's just I can see it so bright. <laughs> <laughs> well, Minnie, thank you so much for your time. I know as a mom of two, being in school, getting your master's and everything else, like taking time out of your busy day is is a big deal. Um, and I thank you for your time immensely. And hopefully all the listeners that are listening um, we'll appreciate um, our podcast today as well and could help them in, in any way. Yes, yes. You're no problem. And, you know, shout out to my babysitter, Esmeralda. I love you. <laughs> She's helping me. <laughs> Thanks, Esmeralda. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. And thank you, Susie. I love it. I hope, you know, we could reach people uh, with this episode and and open people's eyes too. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right, everybody stay tuned for the next episode. And thank you for listening in to A 